Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome, welcome to the Cult of the Collective Commentary. commentary. Featuring they, they see the sixth Dr. Randall Four. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Golden Collective Commentaries. It seems like forever since we were here. I mean, there's all this plastic laying around here, and uh, hmm, I'm sure it's supposed to remind us of something, Dave. Do you know what all the plastic's for? I don't really know, but um, I know it's so long that um, Mike the dummy, he's forgotten where to meet us. Oh, jeez. I gave him explicit instructions. I said, you know, no, no pausing at shop windows on the way over this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That just sounds like him. Always distracted by those, you know, mannequins in the windows. Are the lights in the sky? He, he likes these meteor showers, you know. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I suppose we should... Um, you know, spearhead this whole uh, operation and, and and get on with it. Get all Tom with it. Get all Tom Well, yes. Um, the reason why it seems like a long time since we've been here is it has been a long time. Uh, for those of you who are just uh, listening into this uh, because you've seen it on Zarban, uh, you'll not have noticed anything because it'll just be mere moments since you listened to part one, which had, of course, of course episodes one and two in it. Uh, of course, this is part two with episodes two and uh, <laughs> can't count with episodes three and four in it. But it's actually taking place um, quite a few months later. Uh, we had Doctor Who in the way and all sorts of shenanigans. Yes, we'll blame it on Perry. Shenanigans. <laughs> yes. Uh, when was it? It was uh... weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to see. Oh, yes, it was back. Oh, March 27th is when we uh, we did the first part of this. So, yes, uh, it's been a little while, but that's all right, because uh, we'll just muddle through. It's more about the wine for us. <laughs> but anyway, right. it also gave us the time to go and get those uh, waxwork models of ourselves as well. Exactly. Yes. Mine does look rather handsome. And the other reason for the gap, of course, is because we were giving people time to go and uh, get their pre-orders in for the for the Blu-ray. Yes, not long now. Uh, it's August thirteenth in the U.S. Uh, what is it in Dave? Uh, what is it in Dave Land, Dave? <laughs> the U.K., Dave. It's a lot more sensible in, in your land. Uh, <laughs> I'll drink some coming, more. Yeah, it's coming out on the fifteenth of July mm. over here in the U.K. And of course, um, this is, as far as we know the only episode of Classic Who that will appear on Blu-ray. Right. Um, and, you know, here we go. Doctor Who in HD. I'm actually really kind of... I'm really quite tempted to do this just because, you know, when are you going to get this, this chance to see, you know, Classic Who on Blu-ray in, in this kind of quality? Um, so, yeah. It, it, it's, it's looking to be uh, 
Interesting. We'll talk about more more at the very, very end. We'll kind of give you a, a rundown of, of what's on the Blu-ray. Um, but, of course, you know, some of you, by the time you we get this up on the feed, it'll probably already be out. Um, <laughs> but, no, uh, we'll talk about more about that at the uh, end of the commentary. And instead, we'll just get on with the commentary. How does that sound, Dave? Yeah, you're tripping over everything tonight, so I think we should. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully I covered all the cast in the first two parts, because... <laughs> I don't know who I covered. But anyway, yes. All right. Enough enough with having to make edits. Let's get right on with the show. Uh, Dave, are you ready? I am indeed. All right. Well, if everybody is ready at home with your official DVD copy or Blu-ray copy, you lucky devils, of Spearhead from Space at the ready, uh, we are about to begin episode three. So I will count everybody in. In five... Four, three, two, one, play. There we go, lovely. There we go, there we go. Yeah, first aired on the 17th of Jan, uh, 1970. There we go. Oh, Faces in Doctor Who's title. Doesn't Mm -hmm. that take you back? Oh, hang on a minute. (laughs) They're doing it now. (laughs) I love it. I mean, I know some people think it's a bit corny and I thought they wouldn't be able to get away with it but no, no. to me it, it, it works Robert Holmes now which one of those is Mike <laughs> <laughs> sorry Mike it's had a, it's had a bit of a short haircut he's had. <laughs> this is actually a, um, it's a, this is actually a retake from um, from where we left off it's actually they, they, yeah. they reshot this uh, that's handy right because <laughs> handy handy because of course uh, when he came down last before he didn't the, the gun didn't appear he yeah. just kind of came down from the, the platform so um <laughs> here we go a bit carry on this bit yeah I'm matron <laughs> Saved. I'll hide behind <laughs> What are you doing up there? Yeah. Sorry, sir. <laughs> oh, hangs his head in shame, eh? Oh. Oh, I'm sorry, I won't do it again. <laughs> oh, gosh, it just sounded like... Um, Moriarty in Sherlock, then. <laughs> <laughs> the actor. Oh, dear. Oh, shake hand. Don't shake that hand. It's got a gun in it. <laughs> oh. oh, well, you want to see the models of Oz. They're really good. Uh, I'm quite happy with my six-inch figure, aren't you, Ian? <laughs> yes. Uh, it's coming out on the, one of the Doctor Who figurines soon. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a bit of controversy about that. these new... Haven't they gone to a new size, actually? Haven't they gone to five-inch models now with the uh, new Doctor Who ones? Oh, well, you but mine's, uh, mine's 12 inches. <clears throat> <laughs> I'll meet that remark with silence. Oh, dear. Now, I'm guessing they've got, like, a... Um, 
They've combed, they've, they've sprayed his hair slightly white there. It never looked quite his. <laughs> you know, like they've just yeah. got, done a bit yeah. of a white spray on it. Because, I mean, Either the side, back yeah. is very, very dark. <laughs> oh, that's a classic award for acting there. <laughs> Ivan Orton almost got carried away with uh, uh, his partner, (laughs) Robin Square, who's uh, who um, is playing the 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 Orton. He was standing there quite still, and the props guy tried to take him off. (laughs) And this old uh, poacher type guy, Mm. yeah, he's the sort of blog who'd say, "You put me right off me, Mash." Oh, that poor boy's face. <laughs> She's awful. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was awful. It was awful. It was tea. I thought it was going to be whiskey. <laughs> I wanted Clara's coffee mug. <laughs> yes, yes. Christmas is coming. Hey, now, we should be joking because we actually enjoy this. I mean, I'm a big Third Doctor fan. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm just kind of imagining this, you know, being cleaned up and restored and, and being on Blu-ray. Like, cool. Yeah, I mean, they're going right back to the original negatives. I mean, mm. they're, they're, you know, they're not just scanning old prints. Right. Hmm. I still feel bad for for uh, for Liz Shaw. It's like she's the scientific advisor, and then this guy waltzes in. It's like, hey, go make some tea. Yeah, uh, I was just reading a little bit uh, while uh, going here it, um, that um, when John Pertwee was uh, thinking about this, it was put forward that he should be the next doctor, uh, and his agent approached the BBC. And apparently there was a long silence on the phone, and I'm reading from my uh, Doctor Who celebration, Two Decades Through Time and Space. Um, There's a long silence. Um, we were told that I was already on their shortlist, hmm. and it had been ever since they wanted a replacement for Patrick Troughton. Hmm. How do you want me to play it, asked John Pertwee. Just play it as yourself, um, uh, Sean Sutton, then head of drama. He says, the trouble was, I didn't know who I was because he'd been playing so many character voices for years. <laughs> uh, and that marks the first time that um, dimensionally transcendental was ever used for to describe uh, uh-huh. the inside of the TARDIS. Hmm. It was just... Um, uh-huh. Just about 50 years old, I think, um, when he took the role. Wow. Yeah, he was born on Ju- 7th of July 1919. So, of course, by the time it actually aired, he was, what, 50, 51. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
And of course, we told the whole story about why this originally was a film, but it turned out to be magnificent, as we said, because of the Blu-ray. But um, apparently, it was heckishly expensive. The BBC, right. you know, couldn't afford to keep doing this. Was out in the boot. Thunderballs, I call them. Mount. Yeah. Yeah. Um, by the way, um, viewing figures for this. Um, uh, 8.3 uh, million. They were all around the 8 million mark, just over 8 million, 8.1 million, 8.3, 8.4 million. Okay. So it stuck over 8 million for all four episodes. Well, that's good. Yeah. Of course, this was shown... Um, after the uh, Doctors revisited the third Doctor, and uh, I think that was on the um, 31st of March 2013, was the, the day that the revisited was shown, and then Spearhead from Space followed straight after. Right. The people he interviewed on the Doctors revisited was Stephen Moffat, Carolyn Skinner, David Tennant, John Barrowman, Richard Franklin... Adam Garcia and Hugh Bonneville. Right. I don't know if I mentioned it uh, um, back in March, but uh, I didn't realise that uh, the gentleman playing uh, Major General Scobie died two years after this was made. Oh. Uh, Age 59. Uh, Hamilton dies. Yeah, died, uh, died just not long before I was born. Yes, Dave, when this screened, I wasn't even alive. Good God. <laughs> uh, I was uh, teaching then. <laughs> Hello? Hello. The key. Key. Key to time. <laughs> I'm surprised you did the chat. Sorry. <laughs> Ah, now that that's come and gone a few times, hasn't it? I mean, right. presumably when he gives companions a key, it's it's associated with their right. DNA. But it's the first time it's referred to as a metabolism detector. Um, yeah. But there have been other references to it as defense measures, etc. Um, but of course they've been forgotten, before, you know. And the, even the keys change shape at times. Mm-hmm. Could the state of that box? That's going to look terrible on Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> I think the windows are the wrong size. Uh, oh, here we go. This is an oft-used little clip. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's interesting though. It's it's quite a while before we see the console room again, isn't it? Um, it's not until we see the console on its own, don't we? Yeah, I mean, yeah, the console comes out of the TARDIS, but I don't think you see inside the TARDIS until it's not until the th- it's not the Three Doctors, is it? No, it's before no, uh, that. Uh, well, Inferno, that. Inferno, we see the console, don't we, and a few others, right? He says here, John Pertwee, the impact it made on my career was immense. I saw the Doctor as an interplanetary crusader, and it was this dashing Pied Piper image that appealed to me. I could spread my cloak, take the earth under my wing and say, it's all right now, I'll deal with this. Name. Okay, look at this porn collection. Sorry, what? <laughs> oh, you hear me do something I've never done before. Drink. Spearhead from no spearhead. Oh, I'll mention that next. Spearhead hmm. from space. The serial code was AAA. Ah, you'll never forget that one, though, will you? <laughs> Yeah. Oh yes. Uh, what are you drinking, Ian? I am drinking a. Um, I hope I'm saying his name right. Kendis, um a Roussan, which I've never tried before. It's a R O U S S A N N E. It's thirteen uh, percent. It's quite nice. It's 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 one of the few wines I've actually drunk uh, with food. Um, goes very well with a with a with a uh, Alfredo sauce, um, but quite nice on its own as well. But it's oh. a naked wine, wine, of course. Well, I'm drinking a Rioja, of course, a Crianza. No. But I'm not sure how to pronounce the name, which is usual. It's Tunandi, I think. T U N A N T E, and um, obviously a Spanish wine, and it's uh, very pleasant indeed. And I shall have a little sip. See, I kind of like these autumn masks better than the, uh, the 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 new series ones. Right. There was something a little more kind of menacing about the the, the kind of plastic finish to them, you know. But then again, there's also age as well, you know. Well, I mean, they had this plastic before. I mean, we had the one with the master in the plastic. That was uh, that little demon doll thing. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh. Our radio system. Ah. It's a very uh, open sky. Notice that uh, blue sky goes all the way to the floor. <laughs> Sorry. Because, <laughs> uh, I mean, um, we mentioned um, about Carl and John, but, I mean, uh, 
it's, I'm just trying to, it's, uh, John Pertwee died in 1996, 20th of May 1996, so mm-hmm. just before he was 77. Mm-hmm. So, as I say, he was just 51 here, so um, he was around for some time after this, but... Right. Uh, oh, I'm getting distracted. Mm-hmm. And uh, nobody's quite sure whether that's a real dog or just uh, a member of the uh, production team going, oh, 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 oh. Certainly rough. It's <laughs> uh, barks worse than his bite. Mm. Oh. That might frighten the old ladies again. Yep. <laughs> Told you he was tall. He's looking for us. He's still trying to find us. <laughs> oh. Her uh, name's Meg. Meg gets out just with a shotgun. Not in a locked cabinet or anything. Of course, Jasper was changed to Sam. Oh. Oh, dear. I'm watching. (laughs) Yep, we are. We must find it. Yeah, we must okay. find it. Where is it? Where is it? I can't find it. Perhaps she should have asked her where it was before he killed her. Yeah. Excuse me. Have you seen her? Suddenly the Auton suddenly oh, suddenly the Auton realizes he made a mess. <laughs> oh damn, look at the place. Hang on a minute, I'm in the shower. Sorry. Five rounds rapid. I started drinking this before the episode. Big <laughs> D doesn't like it when he shoots them and they don't die. <laughs> I don't recall. I think he needs some coffee. That's why I was sitting here going, recall, recall. <laughs> uh, and I'm sitting here just watching. <laughs> ah, tea time. And I'm going all mystery science theory. <laughs> mystery science three thousand. Oh, good. I think I'll just go home and start again. Ah, she's not dead. I think I could make a small ball out of it. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. And of course, there's a lot of similarities between this this uh, the story and uh, uh, Quite Around Two. You know. Ah, yes, indeed. It slices, it dices, it cuts through tents. Certainly, uh, apparently, in part one, the, the the very original part where they're tracking the meteorites, that's taken uh, almost wholesale, isn't it, from uh, mm. from them. And even though that's Ivan Orton, it's not Mr. Squire. It looks like Liz Shaw is wearing an apron. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that dress is like, I just got done making cookies, and now I'm investigating. We're watching. Yeah, well, the, we've talked about most of the. Uh, People in the earlier parts. Mm-hmm. I think. <laughs> it was March. Who knows? Hello? Yeah, uh, Derek Martin has noticed the, the, this glass and basically he, he figured he'd put him behind that because it looked really good. I don't know if it's ever just this. Do they ever say what Channing is? Is Channing human, who's been subverted by the great intelligence? Is he a, yeah. uh, like a vanguard before the right? Yeah. Is he yeah? Is he is he even human? I I always assumed he was like um. He was like a host with with um, see it wasn't really it was a human body, mm. but but an occupied human body for right. want of a better word. But I don't think they ever clarified it. Uh-huh. Sometimes that's actually better, you know. It's like there's uh. you know sometimes we tend to over-explain things. Oh, unless you're Stephen Moffat, in which case you just like <laughs> film them and ignore them. <laughs> My tea's almost done. These tea bags are interesting. What? Uh. Uh. <laughs> it's yeah. Dave's mental. <laughs> it's the nesting intelligence. <laughs> It's on the phone. Sorry. Hmm. Uh, you mentioned this actor as well, I think, already. Yes. This, um, this is a gentleman I mentioned that uh, passed away like two years after this. Uh, uh. 
Hamilton Dice. Mm-hmm. There's somebody at the door. There's somebody at the door. Go. Creepy. It is dead creepy. It's a good effect. Yeah. I mean, in some ways, it's better than that. Like, oh, I, know. I wasn't expecting that. I know. I expecting it's all done. That. Nobody expects the Spanish and Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking it's uh, it's almost better that than having a tessellator come up to you, isn't it? Yeah. Tessellator. All right. It's a production assistant. And unlike BBC America, we're going to play all the end... Yeah. Closing credits and all the opening credits. Should we go to an advert? <laughs> Don't forget to listen to past yeah. episodes of the Golden Click Podcast. Like podcast. <laughs> Call ID five four eight two one. If you, you like this, if you like this show, go to Zaravan.com for more exciting episodes. Collective sponsored by Naked Wines. Yes, there you go. No, just keep. Inebriated by naked whites, I think it's more like it. <laughs> right, well, um, that's episode three done and over, and wow, that was quick. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, I, I suppose there's no point hanging around here. Um, we've got to uh, duck out for a moment, and um, never you mind what we've got to do. It's secret. But <laughs> if you have to do it too, off you go now, and yeah, we'll see on, you on. on the flip side. So um, what's what's going to happen right now is um, you can either pause and go to your business, um, or you can just hang around here until we decide to um, continue. So there you go then. Yeah, and we'll give you a count in. So get that bottle of wine. Yep, off you go. Make sure you're chilling. Yeah. And we're back. That was great. Well, you know, I had to go down to the store and, and get another bottle of wine. Uh, corkscrew um because the other one broke uh, but no we're back and we're ready to go with uh episode four the final episode of spearhead from space you wouldn't guess that i started drinking a long long time ago no not at all <laughs> all right well i think everybody's ready dave and uh, are you ready i am indeed right. mike's still nowhere to be seen no oh no Although I, I, I looked up his debit card and he's used his plastic lately. Ah. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, his plastic's uh, being, you know, active. Plastic, fa- plastic fantastic. <laughs> All right. If everybody's ready with their official BBC copy of Spearhead from Space, episode four, we shall begin in five, four, three, two, one, play. And episode four was first shown on the 24th of March, uh, 24th of January, again, uh, 1970, and got uh, 8.1 million viewers. It's psychedelic, that. I've got how many colours there were in that. I know. 
of course, I, I think I, I think I mentioned this in the, the, the first two parts is uh, that it was done mainly by doing like a uh, they did all the effects and then they put a colored gel over the the, uh, the top of it when they refilmed it. So. Of course, this is uh, this is kind of uh, similar to, to Thunderball, where he meets his double at the front door. Yeah, but it's it's quite good. I mean, look at that. We we've had the opening credits and the teaser, are uh, the recap, and we're still only just up to the one minute mark. Which reminds me, by the way, we didn't get any time checks nope. on the last episode, so Went we must try and do so this time. Now, is that a bow tie or a, a cravat or a floppy bow tie? Hmm. <laughs> yes. Yes. I see where you're going with this. Mm. A gestalt. Hmm. Ah, uh, the old shell game. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, if only they had caller ID, they'd know he's calling from the factory. You'd never get away with this in this day and age. <laughs> we know where you are, Scooby. Huh? Ah, the pen drops. Yeah, they run out of wax. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. It's like, I wonder how long it's been since actually... Some uh, American president, sir? Yeah. Looks like Tom Baker at the top. <laughs> uh, I wonder how... I mean, did... I'm guessing... Do they still make them out of wax? I don't think so, no. I wonder how long it's been since they make, you know, wax dummies out of wax, you know? Because yeah, I think the wax one deteriorates after about 20, 15, 20 years. Yeah. Some synthetic material now. Forgive me if I've mentioned this before, but... Um, Actually, one of my uh, the first doctor I met was the fourth doctor, um, but he was actually in Madame to Swords as a wax dummy. Somewhere in my collection of pictures, or my mother's collection of pictures, there there is a photo of me um, standing next to the uh, wax Tom Baker, um, probably the one that they used for the five doctors. I'm sure um, NK9 and the TARDIS um, on a trip to uh, the UK when I was about 10 or 11 years old. So, yeah, yeah that, that was my first encounter with Doctor Who. <laughs> and that was Edmund Bailey playing the museum attendant there. Yeah. Don't think as much we know about him. I think he played a museum attendant in an episode of Doctor Who. I could be wrong, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Autons can't keep time. Yeah. And two old pieces of string tied together. I'm now, afraid not. Hang on. She's back in her old... She was in a yellow outfit a minute ago. Now she's back in the outfit she was in the day before. Unless that's a coat going over it. Could be. Because you notice <laughs> the, the first scene in this episode, right. she was in yellow, wasn't she? Right. Mm. Well. The last appearance of Edmund Bailey, who played the attendant, uh, was in uh, Spring and Autumn, a TV series uh, back in 1976. There's a tramp. Um, he was also, he had parts in Zed Cars, War and Peace. Uh, Dr. Finley's casebook. Uh, unfortunately, he uh, died in uh, December of 1982. Well. You will see. That looks rather sickly, huh? Yeah. Looks like you're sweating, sir. Now, if you remember in uh, in modern Doctor Who, when they had, um, is this going to be a spoiler if I talk about Mickey being plasticized? Um, they, the, what they did over a period of time, he got less plastic looking, didn't he? You know mm. what I mean? He looked plastic, and then, and and then he he slowly came more looking like himself. Mm. Oh, yeah. I think by the time we get to the restaurant, he looks a little more, but yeah. still Gandhi. Yeah. Uh, they're having a Gandhi around the museum. <laughs> a plastic Gandhi, isn't it, Dandy? <laughs> yeah, that must be a coat over another outfit. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's an interesting coat. If that's if that's what it is, you know. Hmm. Uh. Uh, uh. Um, and Caroline John actually actually genuinely uh, genuinely got nervous um, in, in, in the dark amongst the, the, the wax dummies um, so her reactions are, are, are a little bit are, are kind of genuine well it's quite often I mean obviously these are dummies but I mean how often do they use circuses and clowns and things like that Mm. It, uh, to frighten you. I mean, I think clowns are quite frightening. I right. don't really like them. We did. We created a, um, a haunted house uh, a few years back, um, and in our second outing, we did clowns. You know, we did. I, I called it a psychic circus. It was an inspired name. I don't know where I got it from. I think I dreamed it up myself. Psychic circus, yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> Greatest show in the galaxy. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Actually, I was going to go as far as doing like um, a man, a woman, and uh, and child sitting on the on the bench, um, to do like the the gods of Ragnarok, but but I didn't go that far. 
I couldn't get enough people basically to do it. But they were supposed to be they were supposed to be look just these freaky people just sitting there watching, you know. But, uh, uh, yeah, clowns freak people out. That was the, probably the freakiest part we had in, in that one. But anyway, enough about clowns. This was rather good because, <coughs> excuse me. So at this point, you realise that the 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 um, the the, the factory dressed in denim uh, dummies, for want of a better word, mm. are just the foot soldiers. Right. The real plan is is replacing these people. Of course, the trouble is, in, uh, most of the things in a waxwork are usually have dead people. Yes. Which is, uh, you know, if you, you can't suddenly have the dead president turn up and try and run the country, can you? Yep. Uh, let's give a time check, I think. We're at um, 9 minutes and 22 seconds. Ta-da! Oh. We're going to be married next week. Sorry, what? <laughs> mm. Quick, hide behind the curtain. Mm. She's got nice legs, I'll give her that. <laughs> She's trying to stand like a statue. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, the extras you've got on Dot Two, they're just like waxwork. <laughs> the interesting thing, though, I mean, here's the mistake that they made with, I think, um, with Liz Shaw, is she's a very attractive woman, but they made her not be. If you get what I mean, um, yeah, when when. When Joe Grant comes on the scene, Joe Grant's you know wearing you know, modern clothes and 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 you know, very pretty outfits and everything. Yet for Lashaw, they they they. I mean, it's it's a product of the time it was made in, but um, they've got her in these stuffy outfits. Her hair pulled back because she's a scientist. Now, you know, I I think she probably would have been more successful as a companion if they had of at least thought. Well, why can't she be both? Why can't she be an attractive woman, you know, in in a in, you know modern, um, hip and with it outfit, and still be a scientist, you know? Yeah, I mean that's very poor. That and it's just like a pl- it's only a plunger that being pushed forwards right. and backwards. Oh, but... you were scared of it when you watched it. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <sighs> No, I, I mean, the whole idea was she was supposed to be an emancipated woman, you know, career equal of any men. Right. Uh, uh. But always the problem when they try to portray that is they go overboard in one direction or another. You know, they, they it becomes, uh, they're like, well, she's smart, though, so she wouldn't dress like this or she wouldn't be like that. You know. Um, yeah, you got one of the most iconic scenes. Yep, it's most supposed to be one of the most frightening scenes ever in Doctor Who. Oh, it is too. Since Tomb I mean, of the Cybermen. Oh, this is much better than Tomb of the Cybermen. Fix the Doc Green. 
<laughs> Although I, I do find the, the policeman's kind of shock and running kind of a bit it's staged. Runner, but this, yeah. this bit here is like... They couldn't afford to break a plate glass window, so they showed it side on there. Yeah, and they're actually stepping out the doorway. Uh, I mean, that sheet of glass is about $3,000, you know, even then. Yeah. The one thing I, I, I find that is, is really quite effective is the... Um, the shot, you know, the, the the smoke, um, you know, where where TV shows were uh, tempted to do like beams and and uh. explode and like sparks and stuff. Um, here they are doing this this kind of uh, reddish yellow smoke, which I think is really that kind works. of that does work. Yeah, it, it it's it's quite effective, I think. You know, I mean, the bus stop was a bit naff. It was like a lollipop <laughs> stick, but they, yeah, I thought that really worked well. Yeah. yeah. And of course, this was reprised in some way with the very first new episode of Doctor Who with Rose. Right. With uh, with uh, Rose's mother out in the town. But it's funny, the things that we kind of take for granted, you know, I mean, watching this is like, look at him, he's, he's playing with wires and valves, you know. <laughs> if we had problems with the autons, you could just Google it. Nothing can stop me. Oh, yeah, well, I knew you were going yeah. to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I think most of the Doctor Who fans watching this with us were going, nothing can stop me. Oh, yeah, they already did it. And we're just coming up to uh, the 15-minute mark now. I think the, the machine thing behind them is quite, quite effective, really. It does because it, it it's pulsing like a, a heart yeah. beating or a lung breathing. Yeah, it's 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 quite simplistic, but you know what? It works. And <laughs> um, what we're missing here is is it was actually supposed to be a zoom in on the attendant there. So if you later on, if you zoom back. Um, or rewind. Uh, you'll notice that the attendant there behind the car actually is not as an auton. Oh. Oh, that was different. Yeah, it's good too. Uh. <laughs> Look at them. I think I knew. I think I I just blew up the door. Ooh. What's that you've got? Well, it's a it's a it's a chicken from room service. 
Sorry, I had a had a had a had an accident with some polish. You just killed the general. <laughs> That's what podcasters do to people. Yeah. <laughs> hello? Hello, hello, hello. That was spooky. Uh, what was it called? What would uh, Perry call that? Spooky action at a distance, where as soon as one, something happens to one of the. Uh, Colonels, mm. something happens to the other. Yep. Spooky action at a distance, Einstein. Also, ding, Ent- fries are done, Einstein. Yeah, yeah. Entanglement. Huh? Of course, the, the, the story that we, of course, never got to see was Yellow Fever. Um the 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 years the year hiatus of course um, they had planned to film uh, in Singapore right uh, and, and basically the return of the autons and the great intelligence in Singapore so but it just it never happened I don't think it was I don't think the script was done I think it was just planned I don't know because it doesn't show up in the uh, Big Finish didn't do it as a, as part of the missing season correct. Uh, off the top of my head, no. See, that's the interesting thing. You know, say is is he says on this planet there is a saying when he's talking to him. So, and he doesn't blink his eye at that, does he? You know? I'm 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 assuming he is like uh, an auton. Oh yes, I do. Oh no, you don't. (laughs) Jumper actually kept one of the auton guns as a souvenir. And uh, he donated it as a prize at the Doctor Who Appreciation Society raffle. Wow. And if you do get a chance to go back and 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 uh, do a bit of a uh, a bit of a pause, Hugh Burton's not the one actually running past the machine when you do that close up. Mm. Um, they realized they needed to do a reshoot of him moving past the machine and uh, rather than uh, getting him back into film it, they just had somebody just quickly run past the camera. There he goes back to his gurning routine. Yeah. It was probably Ivan Orton. <laughs> oh, look at his face pulling here. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know what the, how they, um, how they oh. uh, 
explain the difference between this and what we see in Rose as far as the great intelligence. Great intelligence used to look like a squid, but doesn't anymore. Yeah, that looks like a cliffhanger, doesn't it? There, you think yeah. it's going to be a cliffhanger? It's going to stop. There's going to be a series, episode five. No, I'll just stick this meat thermometer into it. Look at the face he's pulling. Hmm. Yep, those fries are done. <laughs> oh. Uh-oh. The glider app's gone. Oh. Wow. Ah, there you are. It's answered our question. We weren't sure. <laughs> there you go. Yep. Now, did you have those stripy mugs when you were growing up, Ian? What's that? The stripy mugs. You're always going about Clara's mugs. The stripy yeah. ones there. No, no, I didn't have a stripy mug. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I need money. I mean, this is where some people do have a contention with the third doctor, in as much mm. as he's sort of anti establishment and yet he's quite happy to work for Unit. Right. Um, having said that, of course, he's without his usual resources with these tardy crippled. Yeah. Oh, some sort of transport would be nice. Mm -hmm. Nice. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Yes. Yes, that's a good idea. I, I had that idea first. A car. Of course, was, um, his new car was introduced the uh, following week with, with the Silurians. Bessie. Mm -hmm. I don't know your name. Huh? Mm -hmm. Smart. Of course, um, he first adopted John Smith in the wheel in space. And there we go, it's done! Wow! It's coming up to the 24-minute mark, really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The fear clubs along. Yeah, I mean, that's the brilliant thing about um, episodic, you know, TV. You know, it's... I mean, I can't decide whether it's it's good or bad that we don't have it anymore, you know? I mean, we kind of do with some shows. Some of the kid shows still kind of get into that, like Sarah Jane Adventures and um, Wizards vs. Aliens. And 
but for the most part, we just have these story arcs that continue over you know weeks and stuff. But uh... well, well, the problem has been when you have what was currently you know a thirteen-part uh, season, uh, a series, and then a Christmas special. You could have at least two two-parters. But right. recently, with having these like the way season seven was broken up into two halves, it's very difficult to have. You know, a two-parter. If you're only showing seven stories, where oh, when you have it, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think it works better when you're having a full thirteen episodes thing. You can definitely, uh, but the point is, what you don't want to do is in the titles give the indication of the episode you're watching is going to be a two-parter. You, you, you basically want to be surprised that it's a two-parter. I think right. That's where it has that impact. Um, and just before we uh, get into our, our wrap up here, I uh, just want to give a mention to um, uh, a bit of a charity that's going on. Uh, it's uh, a, a Just Giving charity. Um, if you go to justgiving.com slash Caroline Beavers dash John, um, there is a, uh, uh, a, a charity set up uh, to raise money uh, for the uh, Princess uh, hospice, uh, sorry, hospice. Um, it's already um, raised uh, $4,500, but everything counts. Um, so get on over there, read the story. Um, it's 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 set up basically to 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 um, to collect money in the name of of Carolyn John, um, who we of course lost. Uh, uh, last year, so uh, just about a year ago, yeah, yeah. the fifth uh, of June last year. So uh, go over there, read the story, and uh, yeah, keep your ended. Uh, uh, and magically, on my link to that, it gives the actual amount in pounds. The ah. the pound amount is two thousand eight hundred seventy five pound twenty pence. The target originally was just a thousand, so it's it's got nearly three hundred percent of the target they were aiming for with 199 donations. Right. So any of you people out there with, um, you know, who uh, have problems with things like, the fact that it's sitting at 199. Really? Are you going to let it sit at 199 when it could be around 200? You know? <laughs> yeah, and the, and the donations are, you know, from... As little as, I suppose, $5 in the States right. and some larger ones than that. But uh, anyway, we thought we'd at least mention it um, because, as we say, I mean, first first companion of the third Doctor. Yep. And plus, it's just a neat thing to do. You know, give a couple of bucks. Doesn't hurt. All right. So anyway, enough of that. Enough of us badgering you for money. Uh, but do, do do go check it out at least read the story um, the story of course is um, is by uh, uh, Ben Beavers her son so check it out alright um, it's a great story I mean yeah it's a bit some of the things are a bit naff now you know the the the, the octopus or squid arm tentacle thing at the end uh, I mean, that's what the one thing that the new series has given us is at least the great intelligence looked a little 
uh, I don't know, a little more off-worldly, you know, a little more kind of, you know, like a, like a big uh, pool of liquid plastic, you know, um, that kind of makes sense. Uh, I, I guess, you know, looking back at, at, at the first two parts, they kind of move a little on the slow side, but the, the, the you know, parts three and four just kind of clip along. Um, and, you know, you just kind of get dragged along with the ride, as you can tell uh, from the fact that, you know, Dave was quite quiet. I didn't mm. shut up, of course, um, you know, with my silly comments. But, hey, that's what you pay me for, right? Oh, that's right, you don't pay me. <laughs> Uh, but no, it's 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 a great story. It's one of those ones that I, I do remember as a kid too, um, and mainly because of you know, like I said, the Autons in this, I think do look dead scary. The ones in Rose, well, it's hard to tell. Hard to tell because I don't know what uh, how you approach the series, Dave. But yeah, you know, it's it's very difficult to kind of look at it through a kid's eyes again. Well, anymore. I mean, when you watch something like this again, you remember what it was like when you're a kid watching it. Well, Dave doesn't because he was, you know, 80 when this came out. Um, I'm glad he's not listening. <laughs> I'm just chatting quietly. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those things, is, uh, you know, it, it, it's kind of hard looking at Rose and thinking, you know, would I be scared of this if I was, you know, 10 or 5? But, you know, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, as a kid, these guys did scare me because they do have quite odd and barren faces. And, you know, I think the effect of, of Scobie has done really, really well. I mean, the only thing that really now gives it away is looking at it and seeing him blinking so much. Um, but the, the, the whole effect of, of making us, you know, giving that sheen to his face it really does kind of play off that effect. Although it does leave you wondering, how are you people not looking at him going, you don't look well, go home. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's a great story. I, I really, really, really am very, very tempted to to, um, to go out and buy this on Blu-ray now just to, just to have it. And while Dave uh, finishes his tutting, um, let me give you a quick rundown of uh, what's on uh, discs or disc sorry uh, of course it's a full hd remaster of uh, all four episodes uh, an exclusive uh, documentary called uh, a dandy and a clown looking at the life and career of uh, john pertwee uh, carry on the life of carol and john uh, a tribute of course to, to the actress who played uh, the show uh, title sequence raw material, which I think is actually a carryover from the, the DVD, but it's still interesting to watch. Um, so yeah, uh, there's a restoration comparison. Of course, the program side uh, subtitles, which uh, include the production subtitles, which, as I mentioned in the first part of uh, the commentary, are are worth it. Yes, I know. I know somebody who writes them, but they are. Um, so always give the uh, production subtitles a go. You know, bring it home, watch it. Watch it with the, the commentary, but don't forget the production subtitles. Um, and of course, everything's been digitally remastered, the, the picture and the sound. Uh, and I guess it says the, the cover is reversible. 
uh, with the artwork for the standard uh, DVD on the reverse side. So interesting. Um, but yeah, it's it's a, it's a great little picture, great start to a Doctor. I mean, I guess it it follows. Well, I say follows, but it's it's what becomes kind of the formula for the next couple of Doctors. Um, you've got the Doctor kind of recovering. Um, I mean, not that Tom Baker <laughs> recovers, but he's a bit manic in the beginning um, and a bit, you know, Doolally and Tressa run off and all sorts of stuff. But you get this kind of um, uh, post-regeneration kind of confusion and 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 craziness uh, that, that carries pretty much all the way through to. I mean, I mean, I guess it carries all the way through. Um, it becomes kind of a staple. The, the the doctor's kind of a little, you know, um, out of sorts, or you know, um, fast asleep, or carried around in a box, as Dave likes to uh, trot out about uh, Peter Davidson <laughs> taking it easy. But David Tennant did the same thing, setting as Jim James for a whole episode. But yeah, it's a, it's a it's a fantastic story, I think. Um, and of course, that, you know, an enemy that's it's going to show up, you know, another couple of times. And uh, yeah, I, that's all I've got, Dave. The wine's taking over. Okay, well, <laughs> let, let, let me go because I, I was rather quiet during the thing. First of all, just to give you a brief rundown of. Um, and obviously, if you've listened to our commentary, you've been playing your legitimate DVD copy. But let me just remind you what's on the back of your DVD copy. Um, it doesn't mention, by the way, on the Blu-ray, there are any commentaries. So lucky for you, we've provided you with one. But um, uh, on the DVD, there's a commentary by uh, Nicholas Courtney and Carolyn John. And there's a second commentary uh, as well uh, by uh, Derek Sherwin and Terence Dix. There was the down-to-earth cast and clue looking back at making the story. Uh, regenerations, talking about getting from black and white to colour. Um, so whether whether they've got a bit about the digitally remastered on that one. Uh, spoof army recruitment film from 1993. Trailers, radio times, listing, um, photo gallery, coming soon, Easter egg and so on. So... <clears throat> You know, they're, they're not just um, going to the trouble of uh, making the picture uh, as best they can, but they're actually uh, creating new uh, extras to it. Now, uh, when I, when I, I mean, this was a four-part story, but I see it basically as breaking down in two parts. Um, and one of the things that we have got in this that we haven't had on newer Doctor Who uh, stories with a regeneration in is um, what we found recently is maybe because of the constraints of the the way you don't have cliffhangers and so on but when you have had a story where you've got a doctor regenerating the actual enemy with whom the doctor has to combat is usually very easily dismiss, dismissed or defeated because the whole point of that story is to establish the new personification of the Doctor, whatever that might be, and and Ang actually vanquishing the enemy is not seen as a prime 
reason. Now, here with a four-parter, um, we, we have the capability of doing both things. We have um, quite a long establishment, you know, uh, in episode one, you know, of who is this person and uh, the brigadier is not sure and so on and so forth and a little bit of confusion. Uh, and then the, the doctor making his escape and so on. Um, we then have a full adventure with quite uh, sinister and quite frightening uh, you know, uh, opponent. And it's multi-layered as well. At first, we just think it's the shop dummy window, uh, you know, the shop dummy plastics. But then we've got this, you know, uh, duplicates people. Uh, we also have, um, you know, in the background, we're getting this relationship build up with the, the third doctor and Liz Shaw. Uh, we're also getting, you know, uh, quite a lot of his sort of um, things that will carry on through the idea that he's more of a scientist in this and he's more of a, an establishment figure, um, which the Doctor has never really been in this incarnation. He is. This has always been obviously thought of as the James Bond Doctor, as we, we see in later stories with his, you know, with Bessie and then his Who won uh, flying machine and uh, all the other things and his Vesuvian uh, karate or whatever it is uh, we have a man yeah. of action here I keep it right um, and as I think I mentioned it, um, <clears throat> when he took the part or when he was first got the part he was just turning 50 51 maybe when this went out so not exactly a young man uh, but yet nonetheless seen as uh, being a very active and um, you know person on the go uh, I'd liked uh, the third Doctor incarnation I liked John but he wasn't my favourite uh, up until the new series um, Patrick Troughton had been my favourite and I think the only reason that that knocked this third Doctor back somewhat for me was the fact that you know oh we're not going to get off Earth because of course he was punished he was stranded on Earth uh, and that was obviously a decision made by the BBC um, that is both good and bad. In, in, in the downside of that was as a science fiction fan, you're not going to see these alternate worlds, alternate aliens so much, except, of course, if you don't go to the aliens, what happens? <laughs> the aliens come to Earth and uh, you're fighting. Oh, <laughs> you're, you're, you know, you're going for um, that thing. So the only reason why... I was slightly down on the third Doctor, was the fact that he was marooned, as it were, on Earth. And really, we're a long way into it before we get a, a couple of stories that sort of move a little beyond that. And of course, it's only in the final story that we, um, we really uh, reach out. So I think this was a very successful first story. Had the real bonuses being on film, uh, that has enabled this Blu-ray to come out now. And uh, it's probably given this story more prominence than it may otherwise have had. So with that, um, I think that's enough for me. We'll hand back to Ian. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, I mean, that's the, the, always been my kind of bugbear with the third Doctor is this whole, you know, earthbound stuff. I preferred like space stuff and all that. Um, but still, you know, it's a, it, this is a, I mean, it's interesting to look back on this and say, you know, that as a beginning, and I'm always fond of, you know, 
the beginning and ending stories of, of various doctors, although I do have to go back and watch the war games, but that's for another time. Um, but yeah, thank you all for joining us. And, uh, sorry, it took us so long to come out with part, uh, two. Um, but, uh, as you understand, you know, uh, new Doctor Who came up in the meantime, and uh, we had to get to that as, as soon as it came out. Um, and then for the rest of the excuses, that's just life. Um, but stay tuned, uh, coming up very, very soon, of course, uh, we'll be covering um, the rest of the Doctors as uh, BBC America progresses with um, showing uh, their Doctor Who revisited uh at this point, we're uh, we're uh, in two weeks' time. We'll be reviewing uh, the Sixth Doctor, uh, so we've already tackled those shows. Uh, go and listen to those on uh, uh, on Talkshoe, uh, caller ID five four eight two one, and of course uh, be on the lookout for our upcoming shows. Of course, the Sixth Doctor, me, haha, <laughs> uh, coming up. Uh, in two weeks time and of course uh, we will be covering um, and and uh, doing commentaries on the uh, the same stories that uh, BBC America have done which is I think next is uh, Pyramids of Mars yeah uh, indeed for the fourth Doctor yeah. yeah and then Earth Shock for the fifth Doctor which I'm really looking forward to um, Cybermen emotional Cybermen and all <laughs> and of course uh, I think it's uh, Vengeance on Paros I think so, yeah. And uh, it's a Dalek one for the seventh, I think. Okay. Yeah, I hadn't heard whether we'd... Uh, Not sure. Uh, I think that's just perhaps uh, an intelligent guess. Right. But we're all pretty sure what they're going to do for the eighth, Doctor. Right. I think so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, so, yeah, join us for those. Those are coming up. Um, so, until then, I mean, Mike's not here, but uh, yeah, until then, it's uh, goodbye from Mr. Randall Thor. The space open for his comment if he ever shows up. It's goodbye from Mr. Dave AC. We're hard on the guy. He wants to be here. Oh, and uh, yeah, and it's a goodbye from Ian, the Sixth Doctor. Goodbye, everybody. I think I've got some wax in me, or is it plastic? I don't know. <laughs> With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.